Welcome back to Sociobiology. I'm your co-host, Jeremy. I'm your co-host, Morgan. Uh, a few episodes ago, at the very end, I uh, mentioned to Morgan that I had a image I wanted him to see. <laughs> and I completely forgot about it. I was like, oh, I was going to show you something, but I forgot. And he just reminded me of it. So uh, this was uh, uh, in, in, in the wonderful state of New York. You'll find many colorful people, uh, especially in New York City. Uh, I lived in an area, or uh, we both did actually, just north of, of the Bronx. It's a place called Yonkers. Uh, right. <laughs> a fantastic oh, Yonkers. name. Yeah, perfect name. Yeah. Perfectly it, describes the area. It, uh, yeah, and so Yonkers, it, it kind of sits right on top of the Bronx, and it has a lot of this similar kind of like low-income poverty, uh, you know, high, fairly high crime rate and stuff. But also, like, it's... I don't know. It's it's a land of contrast because sometimes you go down a random street and there are just mansions everywhere. You know, because it's yeah, kind it's, of it's weird. It's this blend of the Bronx and breaking into upstate New York. So it's like the very edge. It's kind of weird. Yeah, you see like Westchester at its finest, and then you go out in the main square, and it's just a <laughs> <Yeah>. nightmare. <laughs> you go five minutes north or five minutes south, and it's just totally different. Yeah. Um, and so I, uh, I met a guy, uh, I can't, gosh, I can't remember his name anymore. Uh, but he was a guy that he just kind of, he, he wasn't homeless, but he probably would have been homeless if it wasn't for like a decent amount of government assistance. And as far as I knew, he had lived in this area like his entire life. And I would say he was probably in his mid to late forties, maybe early fifties. It's hard to gauge sometimes. Is this a guy I may have met? I don't think so. No. Okay. Uh, It was, no, I don't think so. You would have met him. All right. Um, and he was really into this church over the radio program. Uh-huh. Uh, I, I think he grew up like Baptist or I don't know, something. Uh, he, is this maybe one of those even, national mega broadcast types or is I it think maybe so. something more localized? Uh, he said it was from Pennsylvania. And so uh, he, okay, he like, so claimed it had like a huge audience and stuff like that. I'd never heard of it, but uh-huh. who knows, whatever. I usually don't pay attention to that kind of stuff. Uh-huh. Um, and so obviously the scale and yeah yeah i think he said there had like hundreds of thousands of listeners which to my mind seems pretty big but maybe it's not i don't know it's just hard to gauge that kind of organization because over radio Uh you could be a listener it doesn't mean you contribute anything you just turned on right Uh, in fact i know it's a big problem uh, is that daily listeners or yeah 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 exactly yeah Uh, well, I know Anyways. in radio, it's really difficult to gauge listeners because unlike podcasts or videos online or thing, or even like movies, there's no real way of telling how many people are actually listening because once it's uh-huh. sent out through the radio kind of broadcast, it just goes. And right. so they always have to like estimate and take surveys and stuff. So whenever, yeah, honestly, I think I the reason that. why radio is still alive today is because they don't know how few people actually listen to be honest yeah i love all the radio ads because uh, it it like plays at work sometimes or on job sites and the radio mm-hmm. ads that are like we reach 92 percent of america like yeah right you do it's because you're like playing in elevators in the mall or something like you're not reaching or yeah or like america. the signal reaches 92 percent of people yeah, but like no exactly. one actually tunes in you know it's just, yeah yeah uh, freak you ask this generation beneath us they don't know what fm and am is and yeah i mean I, i'm I not too know. sure i know myself funny. but yeah it's yeah. just satellite and yeah. i can't remember the <laughs> last time i like legitimately listened to the radio for entertainment 
Um, whenever I'm driving, I'm listening to something on my headphones using my phone. I don't even use like the speakers on my car. I just use my headphones. Um, and so, yeah, what, so anyway, but this is, you know, this was yeah, uh, like, sorry, you know, tangent. Anyways. Yeah, tangent. This was like around like eight years ago. And this person I went to, like, God, I'm pretty sure he didn't. Ago. That's crazy. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. Uh, he yeah. didn't, I'm pretty sure he didn't have like internet at home or even like a TV. I don't know what he had. So I'm pretty sure radio was his like only thing that he really had. Okay. Um, for entertainment. Accessible. Anyway, uh-huh. Yeah. So he told, um, he told me that he was listening to one of these broadcasts. And he got like, or he'd send in some money and he got a blessing either over the air or through a letter or something like that. You know, like some sort of positive vibes were sent his way or, you know, some bullshit. Uh And uh, (laughs) he was like, not going to beat around the bush on that one. Nah, man, nah, man. Like, I'm not going to attack religion anyway, but like, if you're, if you're receiving like divine divination through radio, like that's a little. It's a little much. After you've sent it money, yeah. Yeah, yeah. After you send the money, much. yeah. Anyways, um, and so he he claimed, and again, I, I only knew him for like a few weeks. I don't know how you know truthful he was. He seemed fairly honest, though. He was very open with everything. That like he, he isn't an artistic person, but he was in divinely inspired to draw this thing. I'm about to send you, Morgan. <laughs> oh, great. Um, and it depicted, okay. and, and and you see this a lot with a uh, Protestant religions they seem to really bag on the catholic church they really dislike the catholic church right uh, which is like the main threat against them almost i suppose yeah like i understand protestant protestantism was born out of like literally in protest to the catholic church that's where protest kind of comes from um yeah pretty much any any a protestant church technically is any christian organization that is not catholic although it is also a specific uh, like de- like kind of group of churches now, but it's yeah, it's all technical. But right, okay. Um, and so he he was very Adam was like, I've never really drawn anything. I'm not an artist. <laughs> this but is going to be was, an interesting picture then. Yeah, and basically he started kind of spewing this um, rhetoric that during World War Two, that the Catholic Church was like in cahoots with Nazi Germany in this kind of weird way. Um, and so this image is like directly referencing that relationship. Uh-huh. And so I just sent it right now, Morgan. So hopefully okay. we'll get it soon. Okay, here we go. Live reaction um, to this yeah, monstrosity. <laughs> to this thing. Uh, and so this is literally like a what notebook. What the hell he's even got notes on here. He does, yeah. He explains all these different things. Um uh, and there's like some what? biblical, there's some like some scriptures from Revelation in there, and there's some like historical context. There's even like some kind of disturbing scriptures on here. Yeah, um, it's funny. So it's a, so it's, it's I don't know, you can't really show it, but basically it depicts this individual who kind of looks like the Pope, like he has the Pope hat, although he has a very Definitely friendly face. I must hat. say, yeah. He's very um, happy. Yeah, he's very smiley. You know, he has like the little cross, and this is like notebook paper with pen. You know, right? But Torn if out I'm of the book, obviously, and he's riding like a horse, what I can only describe as a like human being that has been kind of flesh crafted to have like the legs of like the back legs of a horse or a dog. Um. You almost and, want to say Minotaur, but that isn't accurate. No, he only has four limbs. He's using his hands yeah. and his feet. Like he's like fully, he has like boots on. He's fully clothed. 
got like but he has like of a horse. he has like pitch black eyes, and I only I can only assume it's a he. And but he is just inundated with like swastikas that are like you know. <laughs> oh my gosh! And he, I think he has like sharp teeth. Yeah, I look at the little horse yeah. guy's mouth. He has like sharp teeth. His like nails his, are black, but they're not claws. His nose is like degraded and gone. His, yeah, kind of like, like a, on a skull. Kind of like skeletal. So his hat has that a swastika. His shirt has one, and there's one right on his ass as well. <laughs> um, and the word like beast is printed beast on it. Beast is so, written on it. Uh-huh. What does that I, back say? I think safety's on his hat. It's written safety. Oh, and then oh, on his ass, it's like, oh, Assyrian, Isaiah 10, 5, whatever. Okay. Um, and so, yeah, there's like a Pope writing a man Nazi beast, which is just incredible, you know. And if I'm being honest, I don't think I could possibly draw this without any kind of reference. Um, <laughs> like, even I'm, I'm the most thing I'm impressed with is the legs because he has like two back legs and they look like human legs, but they're bent in the way that kind of like a quadrupedal looks, yeah. individual would be. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Even like the Pope's limbs are like fairly good looking. You know, they look normal ish. This, this was like drawn in pen. It doesn't look like it was sketched in pencil. No, it, lo- drawn it looks over. entirely like it's in pen. And it was it's in quite pen. impressive. Um, and I don't see any kind of like stray marks or like there's some shading, but I, yeah, it looks great, you know, <laughs> to be honest. Dude, this could be like a best selling comic or something. Yeah, it really does. Um, and so he's written a bunch of stuff around it. Um, yeah. Again, some of it was scripture, some of it like it says Germany, Satan's army, you know, of course, very World War II esque. Uh, like Rome, Satanic Church, False Prophets. Ten, to- uh, ten Toes, Ten Kings, Europe. Yeah. What in the world? Uh, anyway. but that is crazy. It's just, yeah. And I, to be, if I'm remembering correctly, we, I, because he showed this to us, and I remember literally looking up at him like, can I take a picture of this? Like, just like, <laughs> looking at him. And he said, sure, that's no problem. And so I saw this thing in person. Uh, and, it, you know, it's just, when someone is showing something like this to you, you're just like, wow, this, you kind of blink a little more than you normally do. Like that's, you, you don't want to be insulted. You don't want to say like, this is batshit insane. But at the yeah. same time, you don't want to be like, wow, this is, this is the truth. You know, this you are, amazing. A, you know, this is amazing. I'm not going to say the truth, but I'm going to say it's pretty amazing. It's impressive. Pretty yeah. impressive. I mean, yes. Um, so yeah, that's, I don't know how we got on that. How I, I don't remember like, either. But yeah, it's you meet some interesting people and they have really Boy, strong feelings about this, which is really funny because even before I met this person, um, I like I love studying about War Two, and I remember distinctly that because like the Catholic Church was in Italy and Italy was going through like a fascist revolution at the time, um, like they. I think the Catholic Church was fairly critical of the like of the uh, Nazi regime in Germany uh-huh. at the time. From what I can recall, I might be wrong. Um, and so the fact I don't think that they were like in like they were friends. I don't think the Catholics were friends with the Nazis. It seems kind right. of weird to me. Yeah, um, seems a little out there. It seems a little out there. Yeah, I mean, I, I, maybe again, maybe I should read more into it. But from what I can tell. Um, like I know, Catholicism as a whole, I would say definitely not. Oh, definitely not. Who knows? Um, there might be a couple little weird branches out there. No, and I understand. Yeah. Like it's it, like uh, the Catholic Church, especially in Europe, prior to like the prior to World War II, and even during World War II, 
it had this weird place in politics. Like the Pope had actual political power throughout the Middle Ages. Like you couldn't you couldn't be a legitimate king without the permission of the Pope, which is kind of crazy to oh, think really? about. You know, in a lot of European nations, yeah. Like there were a lot of wars literally fought because they were just trying to gain the favor of the Pope and become a legitimate <laughs> king or ruler. Dang. Um and so I, that was definitely waning in the 1800s and 1900s. But so it, it's not entirely out of the realm that at the time, the Pope, who's like literally in Italy, who is a or it's in the Vatican. But, you know, it's a a what's it called? Like a completely surrounded by Italy. So they would wouldn't want to be too critical of the like a fascist regime taking over their country. Right. Um, but I don't know. So it just seems really weird to me that someone made that kind of strong connection, especially someone who was what, like born in he was probably born in like the 70s. And so I guess his parents really instilled him, hey, the Catholics, they're evil, <laughs> you know? Yeah. But yeah, if you anyway. had sent me this picture and asked me where you might have found this or where this might have been taken, the first thing that would have popped in my head was Yonkers. Yonkers. Oh, that is a definite. Oh, for sure. That's, That's crazy. Yeah. yeah, every every person I show this to, they just, they're like, wow like you know they just like huh this is really it's weird something yeah it's something it is unique it is yeah yeah <laughs> it's striking. definitely unique it's i would striking. be shocked to find something similar yeah i mean when it came to me in person i'm like this i almost wanted to take it i'm like hey man like <laughs> can you know? i make a copy like i was like yeah because <laughs> the picture just... is close enough but yeah i took a few but Luckily, That's at this hilarious. time, I, I didn't have, like, a digital camera. I had an actual... I think I took it with, like, the iP- an iPad mini, so... Uh-huh. I'm pretty sure, at least. That's good. Um, oddly enough, yeah, I think uh, I was... Yeah, I was definitely, like, with uh, with Porter when this happened, so. Oh, really? <laughs> he had a he had a lovely time the with it, I'm Porter. sure. The Porter. The Porter, I'm pretty sure. Unless, oh. was it... It could have been Cloward. Uh, I don't know. No, I don't I, remember. I was going to do some stalking and find out more about that man and where that, he might be. I was going to say that kid, but he's not really I've a kid been, anymore. Yeah, he's, he? a, uh, he's a uh, man, uh, man child. Man child. Yeah. yeah. Sure, yeah. sure. And that I'm I think about, I probably was day. with Cloward because I don't think I met with this person when I was with. Anyway, anyway. So, yeah, that is the fun thing. It's a visual thing and it's a podcast, but just. Just believe me. Believe you me. I think it you is described something. it well enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I'm definitely going to be saving this. Yeah, yeah. Show, 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 to, show to the missus. Let her yeah. know. <laughs> yeah, she like, would give it two seconds. Get a lot of this. She'd yes. be like, that's the stupidest thing I've ever seen. And then walk <laughs> away. That's all she would say. I was so upset because I used to have a box full of like random religious paraphernalia. Uh-huh. And the great one of the great this is the greatest Ooh, thing I ever some got. Fun stuff. Uh-huh. Yeah, but this probably the second greatest thing was like this pamphlet. And it had like all these different religions on the like typed on the top of it, but almost all of them were misspelled. Um and it had like this weird warning and diagram about like, oh like beware the mark of the beast, and it showed like a someone drew like a little mark, and I think they refer to credit cards being part of it. And like in the year 2016, you know, this was like 2012 or 2013, they were going to, everyone was going to get implanted with a chip. And if you didn't have this chip, you couldn't buy anything. And like the Bible said that, you know, if you didn't have the mark, you couldn't buy anything. Something weird like that. And it was like this, it was super detailed. It had pictures on it. It had like, I think like a website. 
and one of the people that I roomated with, they or we I live with, they um they like tore it up one day, and I was so mad. What? Yeah. Why would they do that? Because they found it like offensive in some way, and I'm like, come on, get over yourself. And I think like I I I think I like taped most of it back together, but I think I also just like threw it away eventually because oh, it was just man. so messed up. But I was really upset. I was like, this. Because you can't find that anymore. Like this was printed by like probably some random church, like a few hundred copies of it, and they just threw it into the street. Yeah. Um, but I mean, that church might not even exist anymore. I just certainly hope yeah. it doesn't. Yeah. To be honest, ten years <laughs> later. Yeah. Yeah. Ever since the prediction of 2016 yeah. came and went, it, you'd think it would die, but there's been <laughs> yeah. plenty of these. I don't know. There's some pretty big major religions that have made some predictions like that that and never they came still to survive. fruition. And, yeah. Yeah. But. but anyway, enough uh, religion bashing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, you uh, did you have that. like, yeah, did you have anything to say or add or anything before we get into the topic? No, not Pet necessarily. Teams, Just no that, that that is straight out of yonkers straight out of yonkers it should be a oh, movie pet peeve wise i guess I, I i do have a quick one yeah sure and uh my my wife my wife is currently putting my <laughs> son down in the other room oh that you're so gonna it was about your I'm wife be, and you're whispering well, to avoid it is, detection it is so i'm gonna be i'm gonna <gasps> be quiet but yeah, tell me more this this seems to be like something that happens frequently Uh-oh. um not necessarily with my wife but just the people i converse with i don't know why it happens so often and it happened this week with my wife that made me think, okay, that really irked me. Why did you do that? Um, she had a friend over, and her friend brought uh, her boyfriend. And he. this is the first time he's ever been in our home. And he's like, oh, you have quite the library. And, you know, I've got shelves with Stephen, Stephen King, Michael Crichton, you know, all my fiction books and whatnot. And um, he's like, you're quite the reader. What do you read? And I was like, oh, you know, yeah, Stephen King, Michael Crichton, but a little bit of everything, honestly. I read all sorts of stuff. And immediately her response was, no, you don't. Oh. And I'm like, excuse what? me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, I don't? And she goes, no, you don't read romance. You don't read uh, historical nonfiction. You don't read, you know, whatever. And I'm like, uh, okay, the audacity. What, yeah. <laughs> I, guess, I guess I was wrong. And it was pretty funny. After they left, I was like, hey, sweetheart, you know I keep track of all the books I read. And she's like, right. And I was like, let's just let's look at the list. Because this year I've read 45 books and 12 of them had romantic subplots. So what's your definition of romance? And it's just like, why you got to do that? And it, it seems like that happens a lot. I'm not saying her. This is like one of the only times it's ever happened wait, with her. Wait, and so, it's fresh sorry, in like, my so mind. To clarify, who said this? Was your wife said my that or wife your wife's said, friend? No, you don't. My wife said oh, I, okay. I. So the pet peeve is when you say something overtly true about yourself and somebody's like, no, that's not how you are. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> I guess you're the me expert. Um, yeah. And I, I don't, <laughs> I don't know why, expert. but that that seems to happen a lot. Like it, it's happened with my stepmother. It's happened with relatives. It's happened with friends. It's happened to me meeting strangers that friends are presenting. I I don't know why, but it just seems to be a consistent thing where I will say something about myself, or I'll be like, oh yeah, I I do this for work, and someone will be like, uh, no, you don't. 
you work for a masonry subcontractor. That's not what you do. And I'm like, well, I'm the office guy for a masonry subcontractor. I guess maybe it's wrong to present myself as an accountant or a contract reviewer or a project engineer. But you know what? It's it's not false. So why why do you got to tell me I'm wrong? So I, I yeah, don't know. Yeah. Do you ever have that happen where someone's just like you say something I, and they're like, no, that's not how you are. Or that's not I, how something is. I don't think I've ever had someone be that brazen to me. <laughs> and and I, I think it's because oh of how gosh. I am. <clears throat> I when people first meet me again I'm cordial I'm polite but I make it clear very early on that I know what I'm talking about oh uh, uh-huh. you know I I try not to talk about things I don't know about um and you know of course I can be like really like a know-it-all and pretty pompous but I, but I am fairly well versed in a lot of different things and so I think when I say things Unless they are just like complete, I'm just completely mistaken. And normally I can tell when I'm mistaken because I'll be like, well, I'm not too sure, but I think this is it. And someone corrects me, like, I, I will accept, like, okay, like, right. I wasn't, I wasn't as confident answer. But if I am confident, I will defend it to death. You know, I'll be like, you know, you're, you're dead wrong. And so, but no, I don't think I've ever had someone blatantly say, like, no, you are not like that. Um, and I don't know if it's because I hang around with different kinds of people or maybe it's because. Yeah, that seems. Oh, <laughs> you yeah. Know? It, there, you know, there's almost like, 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 kind of like you said. Like, I didn't know you were a, a me expert. You know, that's, <laughs> I didn't know you that know, you it, knew so much about me more than I did. It's just kind of do this go blatant, on this blatant like, uh, no, you're wrong. It's like, okay, you just kind of killed the conversation, so I guess I'll shut up. But, uh, but yeah, it, it is. It it was just kind of funny and out of nowhere and like like I said, it doesn't happen often, but it it definitely irked me. So I thought that maybe it could count as a little peeve, but I I wondered how common it was in others' lives. But there's a I I did a bit of study into like improv comedy and I did some classes. Yeah, I'm kind of a nerd like that. But uh, there there's this concept in improv comedy of yes and. Meaning whatever the other person throws at you, take it and run with it. And then you can throw something. And then that dynamic of yes and building, it it is always good. And then I read a book called Improving Your Conversations. And, you know, it was like a pun, like improving your conversations. Oh, And it, it, it just talked about this principle of, you know, not negating what someone says or not saying no or, you know, it's like. If you question what they say, be like, oh, that's interesting. Can you explain more? Rather than uh-huh, being uh-huh. like, mm, you're completely no. wrong. Yeah. Like, yeah, I, I mean, I, I can... I've, I've shared stories before where I'm trying to tell it from my perspective at the time when I didn't know something was wrong. And then the big reveal in my story is, oh, I was wrong. Like, I lived in New York yeah. on 170th Street and I worked in Harlem and I thought that I was living in Harlem. And like, I in the middle of the story, my uncle was like, no, you didn't live in Harlem. That's not Harlem. That's Washington Heights or that's Northern Manhattan. I'm like, okay, dude, fuck my story. You tell my story. Yeah. Like, Did you yeah. live where I live? Like, uh, yeah. you, like it's just, yeah. and it's like, okay, you ruined the big reveal of all oh, this time. I thought I lived in Harlem and I didn't. So like, <laughs> I don't know. It's stuff like that. That gets me. Yeah. But. I mean like, and there's a lot of technicality with stuff like that. Like I, I feel like, just like you said, I understand if someone says something like 
that I even my family or my friend that I disagree with, I won't be like, no, you're not like that. Let me tell you how you are. I'd be like, really? I always, I would kind of be like, oh, I always thought this. Not that, you know, I, yeah, I say in a way that I had a different opinion, if I even say that, because I, I feel very uncomfortable telling, because like, I, I like to present myself in a certain way. And I'm right. completely aware, everyone knows that you don't always present yourself in the 100% accurate way that you are. Either yeah. you're trying to impress someone, we are trying to avoid complications. Like you don't oh, say exactly what you do for a job. It's like you said, it's easier to be like, oh yeah, I, I, you can say, oh yeah, I work in construction when it's relevant, or you can say, hey, I work in an office because you literally do both. You know, or sometimes so, you need a filter because you know the exactly. person you're talking to. A hundred percent, or like they're talking about being an accountant, and you're like, oh, I do some accounting work. Like it's you're not a accountant, but for the sake of the conversation, for the sake of simplicity, you're not going to go into a ten minute rant on all <laughs> yeah. the intricacies. Of I'm not going to hand you my resume and my work history, but yeah, yeah. Because honestly, um, if someone says like, hey, I lived in Harlem, I'm not going to pull the map and be like, well, the lines denigrate here and you live just <laughs> yeah. outside of it. I'm like, no, technically, like, while it's technically true that only the portion that's above like Central Park is Harlem, like the area adjacent to Harlem is very similar to Harlem right. itself. Like it is, in fact, it's referred to as East Harlem, you know, like it's, it's stupid. Right. Um, but yeah, no, I, I find it really hard for me to blatantly disagree with someone because i i kind of it is disrespectful i i will say that like i don't want to be a person that it's, drives yeah. a wedge between you and your spouse or anything but oh, i find I, that to be like incredibly like hot like i i would do that to you you yeah. know like if i was having a conversation with like my brother and he said something that i knew was a blatant lie i'd be like to again to a someone i didn't know i'd be like yeah he that's what he wants to say what am i Am I gonna just accuse him right here and right. now being a liar? Like, yeah, he can say whatever the hell he wants, you know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And and like I said, that it, it's not common. That was like the one time she's done it, but it sparked it in weird, my though. mind. Like, man, that happens really frequently across many people I talk to for whatever reason. It it's like I, I'm an open book. I'll talk about anything yeah. with anybody, but at the same time. I'm also the me expert, so just, that's right. Yeah, back up a bit. But yeah, if I, I yeah no no that's that, that is kind of frustrating. I feel like yeah. that would be really strange because yeah I don't know it's it's not only like factually incorrect which I'm against things that are factually incorrect yeah like it, like I said before it's disrespectful. It's like hey, uh, unless I'm talking about like a fact or even like you know, something about someone else, like, oh, you know, so-and-so got a divorce, and you're, you're always like, actually, they just got separated. Like, I, I understand, that's, even that is, like, okay to me. Like, that's fine. Yeah. But if, it's like, but if you say, like, I'm not doing oh, anybody any harm. Like, yeah. I, it's, yeah. Well, and, and I'm the not term, giving like, legal or medical <laughs> advice. Like, yeah. Even just saying, I like all sorts of book, it doesn't mean you've literally read a book from every conceivable from genre. Every it's like, genre, Yeah. Exactly. It's usually saying like, "Hey, I have a wide variety of interests, and I it's th- so much that I really can't list them, so I'm not going to." But someone's like, "Oh, have you ever read ancient Greek philosophy?" I'm like, "No, I haven't. <laughs> yeah, Fuck exactly. off!" Like, you know, <laughs> like, what kind of question is that? So, yeah, yeah. But it's okay, Morgan. You can vent so, your yeah. frustrations here. It's a no. safe place. Well, <laughs> I can't, it's it's not because I know she listens, so I'm gonna get some heat for that. She's hey, man. Sometimes you need right to- now. Yeah, you need like an indirect way to say those things. Like, hey, that, yeah. that's not cool. 
Hey, man. <laughs> oh, believe uh, me. No. I said, I, I expressed some thoughts afterwards. I, I mean, yeah. I love, like, it's something that I it's know really isn't healthy, but I would do exactly what you did. I'd be like, honey, come over here and let me show you how you were horrifically wrong. Because unlike you, I'm not going to point out how wrong you are in front of your friend. I'm going to do it to you in private. Like, <laughs> No, like... <laughs> I even did that. I was like, oh, these two books are actually historical nonfiction. These three are biographies. These 12 had subplots about romance. Oh, this one was straight up a romance book. But yeah, I'm I'm an ass, but I don't know. Hey, man. Uh, no, it's fine. <laughs> Anyways, uh, I'm not going to dig yeah. myself deeper. Yeah, man, you don't want to you, well, you want to sleep in your down. own bed tonight. I'm six feet <laughs> under already, so. I'm six feet yeah. under. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you should. Well, I was gonna say, I, I, I understand that not, you know, relationships are different, but I'm pretty sure if you did the same thing to them, they would probably not respond as positively as maybe you have. So you can't <laughs> I, just reciprocate I, it. You know, I sometimes I have battles, sometimes I have hills to die on. That one I just had a little fun with, and it's okay to have a little fun. Step back, be nice. Yeah, take a breather, but definitely don't yeah. do it in front of other people. No, oh, no. Yeah, that's a big no. But anyways. Well, good luck to you with that. <laughs> what a what a fun episode. Nazi what a great so far. Pope photos and me digging a grave. Digging a grave. Yeah. We'll see if you even even there even if another episode of this, you're just like, I can't. I've been banned. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna My wife says I can't tomorrow. come and play. <laughs> <laughs> I'm grounded for six weeks. Oh. Yeah. Anyways. Anyway, enough about you, Morgan. <laughs> let's yeah, talk let's about, do this thing. Let's talk, okay. So this is actually, uh, uh, this has to do a little bit with archaeology. Like oh, archaeology. Well, yeah. Yeah. Technically, it's paleontology because archaeology is like when you look at old humans stuff and paleontology is when you look at old animal stuff. So I'm glad you but, didn't ask me to define the difference. No, no. I mean, again, <laughs> it's like semantics and bullshit. And uh-huh. So. Yeah. If someone says, like, they're an archaeologist. It was like, bones. Yeah. It was bones. Yeah. Uh-huh. It was animal bones. But, well, and this kind of rise line between both, and I'll, and I'll explain it why. So, this happened a few years ago, I think 2017, but it's still, like, sending ripples throughout the, like, paleontological field of study. Okay. So, fairly um, recently. It's fairly recent, yeah. And we're starting, we're learning more and more. Well, so, I mean, five years is, like, on the same dot in the timeline of history but yeah true yeah and people don't realize how long these things can take you know like oh you find bones and you don't learn everything immediately it takes study and time and different people have to come and look at it and write hypotheses about it so uh-huh yeah within five to ten years is still like fairly recent okay um but before we get to like the actual discovery uh some background uh about like hu- humans in america basically or the american continents i should say so I think when you and I were in school, there was we I think we kind of learned how humans migrated to North and South America. Uh-huh. Uh, so basically, it was like roughly ten to fifteen thousand years ago, uh, during one of the last great ice ages. There, the the kind of continents of North America and what is now like Russia, there was like ice that connected them. So right. in like. Uh, the humans and also creatures could kind of walk across it and that's kind of how about this yes yeah it's called like the bearing the like frozen bearing straight 
Passover, whatever, whatever you want right, to call it. Right, something like Basically, that, yeah. yeah. The Bering Strait sounds very familiar. That sounds right. Yeah. Um, and this is true. Like, this actually happened. Well, like, the ice was actually there. But over the past few decades, so this theory was kind of pushed around, like, the 80s and 90s. And it's kind of what we heard about it. But within, like, the later 90s and early 2000s, uh, the theory has been kind of modified. Because, at least, again, when, when I learned about it. It was very much like, oh, these humans were like hunting mammoths and other creatures, and they just followed the animals across the uh, like this frozen tundra to, you know, and then when the, the ice they melted, were they were kind of stuck uh-huh. there. Yeah. Okay. Um, this has mostly kind of been like thrown by the wayside. They're like, well, it doesn't really make a whole lot of sense that these creatures would have migrated over this ice sheet because if you think about it, it's a sheet of ice. But most of these creatures are herbivorous. They eat plants. And there's not really a whole right. lot there of plants that, go on there. Yeah. that grows on sea ice, you know. Right. Yeah. Um, not a whole lot. No. And so, no, definitely animals did migrate. This was definitely a thing that did happen. But it seems unlikely that this population would have been able to sustain, like, a huge migration of humans that are kind of going across there. Uh-huh. And so the the kind of more modern-ish take on that is rather than following these large herds of creatures that these kind of human settlers were uh, like riding, going along the coast and they were fishing and they were doing other things and they just happened to make their way across to here. Okay. Um, so rather than following like mammoths and shit, they just like naturally moved towards where there were le- there was more food because there's less people and therefore boom. Um and so rather than being like, oh, these people came like 10, 15 years ago, 15,000 years ago, it was kind of similar to like maybe uh, this was like 20,000 years ago. Maybe it was a little older than we expected. Uh, we found some fossils of humans and bones that were like at least or around 20,000 years old. Uh-huh. And so we're like, OK, you know, still within a ice age, but, you know, different circumstances, which right. for us doesn't make a huge difference. But for archaeologists are like, oh, shit, like this. Like this changes everything because the people they weren't like just hunters and gatherers they were fishers and they when they migrated it was more of a conscious decision rather than like oh we're just bumbling around following these animals you know right but, that makes sense that is like yeah. super interesting yeah it's very interesting yeah um so flash forward to i think it was in 2017 in michigan uh there was a construction project going on i think either building road or whatever and this construction crew came across these bones, and these were mastodon bones. Um, mastodons were like a very ancient mammal. Uh, they were just like large herbivores. Uh, they weren't quite, I think, the size of elephants. But if you ever look up a picture of one, they just looked like very primitive mammals. I don't know why that kind of thought comes to my mind. Fantastic rock band, by the way. But, yeah, uh, ma- yeah, sure, sure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it, it, whenever I hear mastodon, I think of like mammoths. Yeah, I mean, again, they're probably they're very just like, different, but they are different. But you know, it's that's a fair kind of. They were alive around the same time. It's a layman's comparison. Yeah, and I think in in Spanish, uh, mastodon kind of means like big and clumsy. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Does it? I mean, that, that's Crazy. what, I, maybe it's just colloquially what my parents did, uh-huh. but it's very common for them. So, I mean, if you want to look at it, they, they do have, like, a lot of similarities to mammoths. They have, like, the furriness, they have these tusks, and they have, like, a trunk-ish, but they have, like, much smaller ears, and they're not as huge They do have different-looking heads, yeah. Yeah, they're just, like, they're related, but they're not, you know, whatever. 
And I think some of them live in tropical environments, some of them didn't, so whatever. None of them are around him more anymore today, which is unfortunate, but they were all hunted or killed or they just died. So finding Mastodon bones, like, oh, this is really incredible. Like, you know, just more bones, cool stuff. Yeah. And so the people who are in the construction, Dude, I can only like, hey, imagine how much that fucked over that construction project. That is the unfortunate part. <laughs> yeah, that's where my mind goes. Those I was going to say, contractors. Yeah. Oh, if you're man. just some dude working the, the like the backhoe, you're like, damn it, like they <laughs> never get paid again. Construction just comes mm. to a halt. The owners making yeah. the buildings, anyways. Yeah. Again, I don't know how that all works because like, I know it's like legally they have to well, – I don't know. Maybe not legally. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm assuming they legally have to report it There's or show it. There's probably some protection rights on stuff And like I'm pretty that. sure, yeah, like the yeah. state will pay for your wages because that's <laughs> out of your control. Oh, I hope so. Yeah, they'd pay for it in six months. Like, oh, man. I, that, that's yeah, funny. Anyways, yeah. Um, so they find but, these bones. These find these bones, yeah. And so they're because it was kind of under construction, some of these bones were damaged, and that's fairly common. Like if you're not looking for these things, like you dig yeah, into it's... this bone pit and you're gonna have <laughs> scrapes like, of like oh, splintering shit. bone. Uh-huh. Like, damn it, oh like oh well. Um, but even excusing that, there was a lot of like interesting there were a lot of interesting marks on these bones that indicated that human activity like killed them. Like um, like spear tips and stuff like scratching the uh, bones mostly i think it's like the bones were kind of split to get the marrow that's inside the bone and oh, okay. historically that's a very human thing to do right uh, yeah. usually animals don't do that uh like and be- like the sense. way it splits there's a way of twisting the bone so that there's like a spiral break into it like kind of like a curvy break that is almost like uniquely human um rather than just like or just like smashing it with the rock like whenever you smash a a bone with a rock or a weapon or a tool you get like these little flaky fragments of bone that i don't think any other creature makes because they'll might bite into a bone they'll kind of have these sharp piercing marks but they won't have this blunt force trauma um and so we're like okay we the the archaeologists are like these markings almost guarantee that human activity were the ones that killed these things. And I think even one of the tusks, they were like stuck in the ground facing up, which is like if it died naturally, that wouldn't happen. Yeah, it seems kind of abnormal. Especially with the, like the ground like uh, in Michigan. It wasn't like it was a swamp or a bog that it just kind of sunk into. It was just kind of stuck in there. Yeah. Um, but these bones were very old, um, much older than any other human like evidence. And so for the past five years, like the human kind of archaeological and paleontological world has been like, this could literally, in this year, it's a lot like this could change everything, you know, uh-huh. be- because these bones were estimated to be like 120,000 years old. What? <laughs> so that's like, huge. The, it's enormous. Like compared uh, to what s- we had before. Exactly. So it like yeah you can push things back like a few hundred years even a few thousand years like it's not a big deal like yeah we thought we they came fifteen thousand years ago twenty thousand years that's a big but not crazy but like pushing that back to another hundred thousand years that's like insane that's and insane. the reason why that's really crazy is because we're pretty sure that humans didn't leave Africa until eighty thousand years ago <laughs> so where the hell did they come from exactly like what's happening here. And so because of that, and again, once a, so when a new discovery gets made, 
if it really challenges the current dogma, there is a lot of resistance to like, hey, like, are we sure that this was human activity? Like, I'd this seems really unlikely. Be, yeah. Uh, but the the evidence is kind of undeniable. They're like, hey, like we've studied the bones, we've looked at these, these we look at these fragments, look at how these things are broken, look at location. Be no, be cool We're, to know about that process, like how they get to that conclusion. But oh yeah, there's like, and again, there's like thesis that like tries to refute their evidence, and it comes back, and it's like it's like a whole kind of nerd sure. war going on <laughs> yeah, with archaeologists sure. and shit. It's, it's really actually really fascinating. Warfare. Uh-huh. Because, because if you read these studies, they refer to a, like a rebuttal that someone else had made, and they're very professional, but they're also like scathing if you know what they're trying to say. You know, they're like, oh, like in this paper, it failed to delineate between this the fact and this like way of method, and therefore completely negates their like thesis, which is like a sick burn. You know, like yeah. <laughs> like oh, he didn't Ooh, just say that about Doctor Matheson. Uh-huh. You know. Yeah. <laughs> um. So we're pretty sure that's all the old. And so rather than, uh, and this happens a lot in science, rather than like rewriting all of human history, even like maybe we left Africa even farther back because there's so much evidence to support that, that we were, human, early humans were in Africa until 80,000 years ago. Basically, the only con- logical conclusion is that these markings and this like method of opening up these bones were created by hominoids that were not, human sapiens homo sapiens okay uh they could have been neanderthals they could have been like denisovans or something like that so therefore they would have come across like through a much older ice age was during that time like there was kind of an ice age um but it wasn't a human it wasn't a homo sapien it was like another kind of hominid uh which is like an incredible kind of find it's just remarkable that's crazy that like could change everything it's the yeah, one little it, it find could. like that. Yeah, and which is like it's just why it's incredible because we're but still it's... learning about it, we're still studying. But that was the conclusion that a lot of people are accepting because unless we literally throw out like hundreds of years of like human migratory theory, which has a lot of evidence in of itself, so you can't just throw the evidence away. The only other conclusion is like, well, maybe these weren't Homo sapiens. Like that's because even though Homo sapiens didn't leave Africa, there definitely were other hominids that populated like Asia and you know other parts of the world at the time. And so maybe Denisovans were like way more advanced than we thought they were, you know, uh, and they were able to like use tools and everything, which I mean, we're pretty sure they did, but we know so little about them. We're like, or this could have been Neanderthals. We didn't think there were Neanderthals in Americas, but maybe there were. You know. Well, what's so crazy to me about this is if you find one instance of it, how is there not? I mean, are, are we seeking more now in Michigan? Are we just going to tear out all of Michigan looking for more? Like, it's just crazy that we could find one instance of it, and I I don't know. Is there, like, a hunt now for more evidence? There is, but, like, there's not, like, any way to predict where you're going to find these things. Right, <laughs> no. it's just, I don't know, it's weird that there's only one instance. It's weird there's only one instance, but it's not so weird, because there are probably thousands of, like, little pockets like this. But they are in random locations because, like, the temperature has to be right and the, the, the climate has to be good and the location has to be perfect. And, like, all these things have to come into consideration. Right. And so uh, there were probably, like, there are probably lots of lots of sites like this. But someone, like, they maybe in the 1700s we built something and we threw all the evidence away or... And I guess uh, when that much was... time has passed and how much could actually be preserved, it's not that... I, I don't know. You would think 
it, I don't know, in my mind, and I, I know nothing about archaeology, and we're talking 100, uh, 120,000 years ago, that if you found one instance of it there, that would be kind of like the focal point where you would potentially find more. But I, I'm guessing with that much time passing, it, it's kind of like you said, there could be pockets anywhere. Uh, yeah, no. Uh, yeah, there could be pockets anywhere. God, that's so It, it is kind of like chance. It's, kinda like, it's actually kind of like Battleship because... <laughs> Again, this wasn't like a team of archaeologists looking. It was literally like, we're building a highway. Oh, shit, bones. Like, you know, <laughs> look what we found. Um, yeah, that's pretty crazy. So, yeah. it's and, and again, if you look at, especially United States, but even anywhere in the world, if you look at where people actually live, we, we actually don't cover that much area of the planet. Most of the planet, even where's billions of us, is empty because yeah. we just don't live in there. You know, we that's don't, true. No one goes there. Like if you even if you go to like go to like Montana or even like again Michigan like yeah if you go near the cities it's completely concrete but if you look at the land yeah there's a freeway or a highway to go through there cool. it's all like be, trees uh, and I'm sure there's maps of that let's see like map of population density or something oh yeah especially in the United States like the Midwest it is just like little dots of civilization and the rest is completely devoid of like any kind of human life. Yeah, I mean, a lot of it is fields and agriculture, but a lot of it is just not even that. It's just plains, you know. Yeah, that's um, crazy. So yeah, if you live on the East Coast or like in the West Coast, California, in some places, like it's densely populated. But other than that, yeah. So it's easy to miss these things because no one lives there. So, um, but yeah, it's just like this incredible kind of find, and we're still learning a lot about it. We're still kind of looking for evidence to support it. Um, but if it's proven true, then the, yeah, like it could have been that another kind of hominid lived here and they probably died here. Or when Homo sapiens came across 20,000 years ago, they encountered these people and maybe just straight up killed them all, you know, no. uh-huh. um, or we outcompeted them for food or whatever. So it's, it's really difficult because with like, again, with like Neanderthals and Denisovans and like ancient hominids, they don't really leave a lot of permanent markers behind like we only have one instance of cave paintings from neanderthals right uh, and which probably means they did it all the time but because it wasn't like this one random artist was born a neanderthal it probably means that there was a it lot just of happened that, that we found that one we so happened to far. find that one uh-huh. or the maybe like the material they used to draw like decayed very quickly or the place they did it at is where humans would live and so the humans would just like draw over their work and it was mm-hmm. lost forever or somehow it was Be- preserved yeah because i think in the only neanderthal cave painting in spain it's literally a cave that you have to swim and pop up into and oh right like yeah i remember you showed me a map of getting uh-huh. there yeah and probably when it was made at the time, it wasn't underwater. Right. So I think the only reason why it was preserved was because no one else could kind of reach it. Oh, that's insane that um, we happened upon that. Yeah, which yeah, you it's just little again, maybe there could be. Yeah, it was like, whoa, yeah. look at this, and I, you know, uh, but yeah, really incredible stuff. Again, we're learning more and more about these things, and it's kind of like in our Neanderthal episode. It's very much don't underestimate non-human hominids, like they were. Yeah, Neanderthals and Denisovans, they never built jet airplanes or cities or things like that, as far as we know. But they weren't just like unga bunga cavemen. Yeah. Like they probably had culture and music and rituals and things that we're just unaware of. Uh, and so they could totally figure out a way to murder a bunch of Macedons and suck the marrow out of their bones. Uh-huh. Just, uh huh. 
uh, yeah, I recently got into a discussion, and this is kind of a tangent about like the pyramids, and we'll probably have this discussion at some point. But like, the pyramids are incredible, but they weren't made by aliens. Like that's like really insulting to the Egyptians <laughs> is, who lived at the time. Is that a is that a thing? Is that a conspiracy? Is it, have you never heard of that? I don't know. <gasps> Like ancient aliens and, and all that bullshit? No, I've always... It's like, well... Like, I learned the Egyptians and, like, mass deaths and slavery to make yeah, it yeah, happen. Yeah. And I've never heard the alien theory. It's just like, yeah, they were like, well, because Egyptians, they, they, they didn't have the wheel. And so it's hard for people to be, to understand, like, how could you build these things without any, like, they had copper and stone tools. They didn't really have iron. And I understand, like, it is difficult to kind of wrap your head around that. But also, there were, like, thousands of these people, uh -huh. uh, you know, like, and not just, like, Egyptians, like, workers. There were, like, probably, you know, hundreds of thousands of actual, you know, populace. Yeah. And so, if you try hard enough, you can figure it out. You know, they, they had this goal and they really wanted to do it. Um, but yeah, there's some like really interesting thing about the pyramids, like the pyramids point to true north, which is really hard to gauge without like modern tools. Okay. Uh, like it's the, you know, the dimensions are all weird. Like the stones that were used, some of the stone work that was used to work on them came <laughs> from hundreds of miles away. And so like, how do they transport stone from hundreds of miles away to that place? I'm like, well, it took a long time. That's how they did it. Right. Like <laughs> it took a long time and a lot of lives. Yeah, because uh, yeah, some people were like, "Oh, they maybe had some like ancient futuristic technology we don't have now." I'm like, "No, these guys weren't like <laughs> levitating shit with their minds." <laughs> yeah, exactly. no, yeah, these people are crazy. Oh my gosh, I didn't know that this was a thing. It's a thing, and it's really annoying because a lot of times they're just like, "Oh, it's a mystery. We'll never find out." And secretly, they believe it was like voodoo or aliens or some shit. But they try to <laughs> pretend like no one knows how they did it. I'm like, we know how they did it. We just don't know the details because it was so long ago right but they would have been able to do it now i'm gonna ask a dumb question is it just coincidence that they built them facing true north or no it's like super sort accurate of technology to do that well uh, like they, they when did, i say so technology again, like, i mean like ability and like i'm, I'm not talking about <laughs> some yeah, yeah no i get alien it. Weapon uh, that, no it's true because some people are like yeah. oh how they do that i'm like well you can use the stars to do that like and at right, the time at night the only thing you can see in the sky were stars yeah there was so, no of course, light they pollution were, yeah they were experts at stars because that is that's true. all you had to do at night right you look <laughs> up and you see all <laughs> these bright lights what else are you gonna so, do back yeah, then in egypt like freak look up in the sky that's amazing yeah one of my favorite little things is that in the american southwest uh there were a tribe of native americans who they built these like little cities or structures or uh -huh. we're not too sure what their kind of functions were. But if you take an aerial kind of photograph of these and they're like miles apart, they correlate to a lunar cycle that is very like hard to gauge. It's the, the moon is on a course, like a monthly cycle, roughly a month, but it's also like on a 12 or 17 year cycle that rotates around the earth. Like it, it's kind of an odd pair and numbering. Uh -huh. And these buildings kind of track that. And people are like, oh, man, like, that's crazy. I'm like, yeah, like, the moon's, like, the biggest thing in the sky at night. These people had, like, hundreds of years to figure that shit out. Like, 
you're bored out of your mind. Why wouldn't you look at the sky and you know right. keep track of that stuff and write it down or or, or talk about it to your ancestors and right. stuff like that. So it just seems weird that people are like, oh, they didn't just wake up one day and do this. Like they had lots of time to prepare and they had plans and they didn't just like wake up and like, we're going to make a giant pyramid and just run out in the <laughs> desert butt ass naked and do it. <laughs> you know, it just took. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. So it's the same kind of thing where like these people weren't idiots, uh, you know, these ancient humans or even ancient, you know, non-humans. Uh, they could figure shit out. And so we're just barely, we're just starting to learn more and more about like, oh, these people, maybe, you know, they were here first and who knows what happened to them. Uh-huh. So, but yeah, super interesting. Uh, if you Google it, right, if you literally Google like Macedon bones, even if you just Google that, it's probably the first thing will pop up will be like this discovery. I'd and again, it's five years old, huge. but it's still, yeah, it's still huge. Uh, because like, like you said, it really pushes back certain timelines by hundreds a hundred thousand years which is crazy so that is crazy we'll see what the future unfolds we'll see what new things we learn but we'll find out that's quite exciting yeah feels like a step to <laughs> oh my gosh is that a construction worker taking out a big skull yeah <laughs> what else are you there, gonna do he's like yeah, look at their this. little vests oh man I mean, that's like the best. To be honest, even though it's probably really annoying for their work, they might get paid like a lot of money. Maybe it's like finding treasure. Like this is yeah. Like he means that's the luckiest day of his life. Yeah, that's true. So many of the field workers make fun of me for being an office guy, and I say, "Hey, I'm not gonna cut your paycheck correctly." So jokes on you, bitch. Yes. And- <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> just throws a bone at him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they're always like, "Why are your pants so clean?" I'm like, "Shut up!" Why are your pants Why is your so check clean? Correct. Yeah, could, uh, like that's that's <laughs> like a, I don't know. It's only like a select few of our guys, but they like to mess with me because they're like, they're like, "You're hey, your new your boots still look new because you know you walk on site, your boots get trashed." So, if I'm wearing my boots, they're like, "Hey, how do you keep your boots so clean?" And they're just being asses, but. Anyways, another tangent. Now I'm looking at construction guys pulling bones out of the mud. Yeah, I mean, that's how it is. Um, the sad thing is, like, prior to, like, the 1900s, whenever this happened, people would literally just, like, play hot potato with the bones and, you know, mess them up. And <laughs> I have no idea them. what they found. Yeah. Yeah, no, so there's... Um, when mummies were discovered in Egypt, which, like, there was a huge mummy craze in the 1800s. Uh-huh. Uh, or Egyptian kind of craze. And England was the one, you know, where, like, the main perpetrators of this. They, like, there were so many. There were, of course, there's, like, really famous mummies of, like, pharaohs and pe- people like that. But there were also a ton of mummies of, like, servants and animals and stuff like that. And while we do have a lot of them, like, the vast majority of them were, like, destroyed. Uh, because they were like sh- brought out of Egypt, shipped to England, and they were just like sold to private people. Some of them were literally like burned for like fuel. Dang. Uh, it's, like, yeah, some That's of them were just horrible. like <laughs> like left out in the rain, and so they just disintegrated. And I'm like, God, you guys, wow. like, what's wrong with you? Like, <laughs> fuck, yeah. <laughs> 
you know, it's just a nightmare, you know. And, and some people thought it was, like, medicinal. Like, oh, if you crushed this, like, mummified bone, you could, like, cure boils. And so people would literally eat this shit. And so, of course, it's gone forever once you eat it. Uh-huh. Um, but, yeah, it's just... We have a lot of respect now, but back then, like, I think it was roughly, like, 80% of all the mummies we extracted were just, like, destroyed within a matter of decades, which is really sad. Yeah, that's super um, sad. And it happened here, too. You know, some of these mummies were shipped over here, and we do the exact same things, so... Just goes to show. That's sad. Don't. Uh, yeah. Uh, another big one, and this is like fairly recent, was um, uh, there in, in Iraq and Afghanistan. Uh-huh. There were like really like again and that whole area like Mesopotamia. It has some of the oldest civilizations uh, that we know of, like human settlements. Uh, because during the like ten thousand, uh, roughly ten thousand years ago, Mesopotamia was like a very green and luscious place because of the water pat- weather patterns and everything. Uh-huh. And it's kind of at the mouth of Africa, so we like moved there, and that's where we found a lot of the cool animals that we still use today, like hawks and cattle and stuff. Uh-huh. Um, and so there were like these museums that had these really cool ancient artifacts, but because of all the conflicts that were happening. Uh, sometimes these museums have to be abandoned and people just loot the hell out of them and we'd lose all those artifacts. It's really sad. That's horrible. Like, I think it was in, uh, like, in, I think, 2012, like, we, the United States was doing, like, a bombing run in one of these major cities. And because of the bombing, the town had to be evacuated. But there was a museum there and so these, like, museum people, they, like, took half of the artifacts with them, like, hid them away. But then once they left, all these people came to loot it. And when they came back, like everything was gone. It was of just course. like half of everything was gone. Ugh. And, you know, it's just like, God damn it. Like, why? You know, like, why? What's the point of that? Like, you know, <laughs> makes who's going to buy this stuff? George Costanza. <laughs> we live in a society. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah, exactly. We live in a society. Just come on. Uh, one, of my, one of the saddest things is there, there was a discovery. Uh, have you ever heard of the Baghdad battery? No, it doesn't sound familiar. So it, I don't like the name Baghdad battery because we don't know exactly what they were used for. For basically, we found what it was was this like these ceramic pots. I think we found like five or six of them, but two of them were destroyed while we tried to get them out of the ground or something. Okay. And the inside there. So basically, if you try to imagine the cross section of this pot, like most of it was kind of filled, but there was like this cylinder shaped hole, and there it was lined with copper, and then a residue of a very strong acid was in the copper uh and so if you put a really strong acid into like a very like metallic copper base uh-huh. you get what is essentially like a battery like something that can hold electric charge uh but these things were like thousands of years old yeah, uh, and so I, people I'm looking at a diagram of it yeah it looks like uh-huh. like 1800 years predicted 1800 years old exactly that's crazy so people are like like were people and of course it holds a very like rudimentary amount of power like it can hold like a few watts you know so again we but don't even still. like there was no there was no real method of generating electricity so it's very unlikely that these were literally batteries uh-huh um but it's possible that because of the interaction with the acid and the copper that it was used to preserve like certain papyrus papers or uh one of the theories which i don't know how accurate it is is that if if you could connect this thing to like a metal statue and you touch the metal statue, you can feel like a tingling of electricity, and that was like a religious experience. You're like, oh, I'm feeling like 
the power of the gods, you know, some shit like that. Swindled once again. Yeah, just tingling. Yeah. Um, And so, but again, they're called batteries, but they're probably not. Uh But uh, these really, like, unique special artifacts, they were one of the artifacts that were stolen and never recovered from one of these raids. That Um, is So we can't even really study them anymore. It's very tragic. So that's too bad. Um, yeah, terrible, terrible stuff. So we're living in like the golden age of archaeology where anything we find now is even in like very poor places. There's a really good chance it'll be preserved. Uh-huh. Um, but back then, now nah, people like people were using the Sphinx as target practice during the Napoleonic Wars. <laughs> uh, that's oh, we're pretty that's sure so, that pisses like, me we're pretty off. sure it would. Yeah, we're pretty sure like it was fully intact, you know, bef- right before the Napoleonic Wars, and suddenly the nose is gone, which is like a cannon took it off or whatever. So it's just, you know, why, why are you doing this? Like, there's no point. <sighs> so sad. Yeah. So <sighs> it's horrible. But it's not, yeah, trying to think about it. There are so many examples of humans just being absolute, just asshats. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to, to, oh, we to gotta end with something shit. good. We did. Quick think of something. Um, <laughs> <laughs> something good we did? Uh, the bad always stands out. The bad does Anyways. always stand out. I'm trying to think. Uh, no. <laughs> I was going to say, like sometimes there are like really cool things that even old people preserved, but then they would use them for nefarious purposes. So maybe not the best <laughs> thing to do. Uh, yeah. I, I was talking to some of my coworkers out like the the at the Vatican City or whatever you want to call it the Vatican. Uh, they have like ch- vaults and archives of ancient records that no one is allowed to see. Okay, like the Pope and so little secretive. Um, uh-huh. It's very secretive, and we're pretty sure to like. Oh yeah, we're pretty sure you have like some of Galileo's original writings in there, but you don't want anyone to see it because it completely refutes what you believe uh-huh. sure you know whatever <laughs> at least you didn't destroy it at least it's technically it's still like there yeah yeah so who knows maybe one day we'll find something really cool when the when the vatican finally collapses uh, <laughs> yeah. who knows when that'll be if it'll be happened so yeah. again going back to catholic bashing i don't know we always <laughs> run up to it 